I always say, if you can leverage time, money and relationships, build authentic relationships, you can become unstoppable. At Founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on our way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're doing things a little differently. We're working with our own students in our community who are deep within the process of building our own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who've stood where you are and are on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of our stories are about to share in this show. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. And with that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Hey guys, Molly here. I'm the community manager for Founder Magazine and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with Craig Schultz who has taken two founder courses, Instagram Domination and Rapid Course Formula. And we're gonna be speaking about how both these courses helped leverage his business. I'm really excited, so let's get into it. Hi Craig, why not start off and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure, I'd love to uh, share a bit about my story. I've been in business 20 years. I fired my boss when I was 21 to follow my dreams and passion. Uh, that was in the fitness industry. I had five fitness clubs, set up 22 franchises. Uh, in 2008, 9 and 10, I started looking at leveraging the internet, social media, and then uh, helped launch a direct selling company and I made millions of dollars in that over the last 10 years. I've been uh, an investor in property, and private companies as well. And probably the last three to four years, I've been really working on my personal brand. So I launched a book called You've Got One Shot, which is now around my vision, my message, which is One Shot Movement. And um, also have a podcast. I'm doing content creating, which uh, includes a course, which I have developed based off the principles of uh, the founder rapid course formula. So that's in a nutshell what I've been doing. Sounds like you've been very busy to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's really great though because I think it's amazing that you've kind of gone through so many different shifts in your lifetime already in terms of different avenues that you wanted to pursue and which are you really focusing on at the moment would you say it's more um, your personal brand or are you still developing things outside of that look I think uh, 20, 2020 was an interesting year because I my online business, I was traveling 20 weeks a year, um, obviously couldn't travel last year. So I really started building my my value proposition around my personal brand, which was a lot around podcasts, books, course creation, content creation. And now I'm really elevating that to another level. So now I've got a, a coaching program that I've launched at helping people become professionalized to dominate their niche. Um, and to start off with my rapid freedom framework course which is what i uh, I developed last year so i'm focused more on my brand and my offerings around what i can teach and help people grow to be the best version of themselves how exciting i love that and i think a lot of people listening will find a lot of inspiration from what we're going to speak about today because you definitely have had a lot of experience and in a lot of different industries which i find really really 
amazing and quite insightful. So to begin, you've done two of the founder courses. You've done the Instagram domination course as well as the rapid course formula, correct? That's correct. Awesome. And I guess we'll just touch upon Instagram domination first because I find that really interesting in terms of how you wanted to start using the internet as a leverage for your businesses and kind of go away from a traditional media, if you if you would agree. Is your main Instagram account, I know you have a couple, your personal brand or is it your business brand? Uh, it's main, mainly my personal brand now. So um, I guess for me, like I'm not a tech savvy person, so I try and outsource a lot of things, but I still like to know and understand things. So for when I did the Instagram domination course, it was me to get my head around some hacks and that. So when I'm guiding my team, I can sort of say, hey, can you consider looking at this and and so on. So I think uh, originally it was for me to sort of fuel myself with knowledge and understanding of the core concepts so I can be, you know, on top of my team that are managing my accounts. And how many people do you have in your team at the moment that would kind of be your social media team? Uh, At the moment, I have um, six people. So I have a group working on podcasts, a group working on videos. I've got a social media sort of scheduling type of team. So they'll go and you know, get everything out across my entire network. And then I've got a a copywriter, so somebody that will do blogs and and so on. Because, you know, one of the lessons I did learn from Nathan and founder was about providing consistent quality content. So I want to create evergreen content um, and high quality. So a lot of my blogs are transcribed and written stories from my podcast. So when I interview someone like Dr. John Demartini, who provides a lot of value, it creates three really high quality evergreen content pieces that I can get out to my email list. Which I think is great. One, I guess, one stone, a lot of birds by the sounds of it with with that idea and that kind of mechanism. What was your profile or your Instagram profile, sorry, like prior to even thinking about wanting to grow a presence? Uh, to be perfectly honest, my social media, I built a seven-figure business without the internet effectively um, and I knew that of the opportunities on there and, you know, was able to increase a lot of, I guess, opportunities off that. But when I first done Instagram domination, to give you an idea, all I used Instagram for was to upload photos of myself that I, just in case I lost my camera and I had a copy of them on, on the internet. So <laughs> that was really my, what I was using Instagram for prior to Instagram domination. That was the exact same for me, which I find so funny. I remember I used to just use Instagram for the filters it had and as another place to store them. And now to think that people are making money from a platform that we both used to use, like that is is just insane. Mm, absolutely. Very, very interesting. And I think it's crazy to see also that you've you've grown a lot from just doing the Instagram domination course and you've learned so many um, tangible things that you can put towards your Instagram. From doing that course, what do you think is the most insightful piece of information that you've kind of taken and used to this day? Well, I, I think um, there's so much to Instagram and it's a, an ever-evolving platform. So I think for me, understanding the multiple features and, you know, little hacks, I would say as I was going through that course, it was the little hacks of, you know, you wouldn't know where to find a scheduling tool if you didn't 
do a course like that. So, and I've, and one of my big driving philosophies is learn from the successful people. So whether I'm property investing, investing in private companies, building fitness clubs, I always say, Hey, what did you do there to have success? So when I came across Instagram domination, it was really with these people have already built six figure businesses, product businesses, service-based businesses on there. I want to learn from that type of person. So yeah. And the, the course was full of, you know, great little gold nuggets. And ironically from the course, I actually found the per- one of the people on my team that um, does a lot of my stuff now. So they were a part of the course as well. Wow, what a full circle moment. That would have been so great to actually make connections from the course as well, which is great. Stepping away from the course a little bit, I would love to talk to you more about your strategies with Instagram in particular and what you and your team do to help it grow because you started your account at zero and where have you grown it to now? My personal brand, I've only just really um, come back to that because 2020, I relaunched my personal brand um, on the back end of my book and so on. So it's a sort of only a 5,000 size account at the moment, but I've sort of outsourced that platform. So I, I do an interview, one interview a month with my team, and then they cut it up into a combination of video and um, sort of the quotes, etc., from that interview. And they so like when people go and see my personal brand now, so they might come off my podcast or something like that, my grid on my um, Instagram, I always get really good feedback on that. I use Instagram, um, the I guess the IGTV um, quite a lot too because my podcast, I get, you know, 10 really high quality bits of content out that. So I um, use IGTV for that as well. And I started doing reels the same. So when I create a podcast, goes off into my team then they'll create seven bits for each uh, platform and then I fill out um, all the grid IGTV and that but it's really all around my personal brand and providing consistent quality content and that's sort of my audience following that now. Amazing and you mentioned IGTV and Reels which I think is really important because as we mentioned earlier the algorithm's always changing and we know that sometimes they favour those different sort of mediums that Instagram has in particular Reels at the moment. Would you say that's your highest um, pieces of content that get your most engagement? I think I have had the most views on my Reels but I'm, I'm probably to be really honest I've only just really started doing reels. So, uh, yeah, it's only been probably this year uh, that I've sort of got my team to not just do IGTV but to do some reels as well. So that's where I've got a bit more. And and at the moment um, with the, the link that you can put into your into your uh, bio link or whatever you want to call it. I, I actually have my course that I developed, which is my rapid freedom framework course, which is what I learned off uh, doing that course as well. So sort of they're all linking together. Which is really cool. I think taking so many different courses from us and then putting all the pieces together, I guess you could say, um, is really, really great. And I want to talk to you about that course in just a little while as well. But in terms of growing your Instagram still, if we want to kind of keep going around this scale, what do you feel has been the biggest win since growing your Instagram account with your personal brand as well as your other brands? Like I think for me, um, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not technical and I had a bit of a haphazard approach to social media. It was sort of like 
you know, no structure. I would just say, I've got all this content and I put this here and I put that there and so on and so on. And this year I sort of got a team that have helped organize my entire scheduling model. And, um, you know, I found that team and I felt ever since I've engaged them, the look and the feel and the consistency of time and release of content has been a lot more structured. So I feel like as an entrepreneur, I'm using my best use of my time now to you know, serve the best use and, and get the best value for my time. So I feel, um, you know, finding the ability to leverage something else to make, you know, take your, fire yourself from things that you're not good at. And that was me being unorganized around social media. So I think that there's sort of made my whole profile and everything look a lot better. And I get a lot of people send me DMs all the time. I love the look of your content. Uh, and so on. So I think that would be it really. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, see on publisher of founder magazine. If you're enjoying from zero to founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the founder podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. And you mentioned you had a CTA or call to action in your bio, which is your amazing new course, which you've also developed off the back of our Rapid Course Formula program. Did you want to touch upon that a little bit more? Yeah, look, I think for me, I wanted to build out, I guess, an ecosystem of education around 20 years of experience and having a lot of success in business, hitting the what I refer to as the top 1% of the niche on four or five occasions in whatever I've done. So uh, one of the original courses, which I would call it a, a great starter course for any entrepreneur that might be sitting in their desk looking to take that leap of faith. You might have taken that leap of faith, but you don't know what you're doing. So I developed a course called Rapid Freedom Framework. And it's really micro learning content like you learn in the, uh, the rapid course formula. But it's some basic, it's four key modules around what you would need to do if you want to build rock solid foundations on your business when you're taking your business to the next level. It's really geared towards that early entry level person into business. But if people do that course, then I have like five different stages that I'm building out around working a little bit with me where I do a bit more coaching and personalized mentoring and so on. But I've got that as my sort of real high level. I had it professionally created. I brought in a video team to do it and fully edited course with a lot of really great insights with people. That would have been such a learning curve in itself, uh, breaking out into this course production, getting the videographers, getting the setup, which would have been really exciting for you, I can only imagine. What did the launch of that course look like for you? How many students did you have enrolled after you launched? Yeah, I originally I took the advice of the course to start with and I did it as a workshop series to start with of, um, where I took 10 people on the journey to do the course with and then got 10 testimonials from that um, before I then went back and, and did it all professionally. So that was a really good uh, takeaway from the, the rapid course formula for me was to test your content first. 
and the champ people had absolute profound breakthroughs um personal life and business and that sort of reassured that what I'm teaching, which I already knew was going to be good because I've had great mentors and invested hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars learning off the best people in the world. So I knew the IP that I've developed and the experiences that I've had along the journey have put me in a really good stead to be able to teach a course like that. Which is great. And how did you go about actually marketing the course? Because obviously when you're creating a course, you need to kind of put your feelers out there to to see if people are actually going to be receptive to it. How did you go about that process? Um, I think along the journey, I've actually taken a few uh, different approaches. So I have put it out there. I've got a Facebook group with about 500 and another Facebook group with 300 for two different projects I work on. So I did sort of get it into my inner circles more so. I've been promoting it via, you know, occasionally on social. I don't sort of bang it too hard on social, you know, just... But I've got an email list of about 10,000 people. So, you know, probably once a month I've been promoting it out to that group of people. But it sort of evolved a little bit differently when I first wanted to do the course. It was on the back end of my book where people would read my book and they'd say, hey, I've learned a lot out of this. What next? And then it was, uh, you know, a bit of a sort of couple of hundred dollar sort of course was the idea around that. But then I sort of thought, hey, actually my... I would rather have a do-it-yourself course for free and add massive value there. When people do that, then take them on a journey where you can hold their hand and then add four products on the back end of that, which has sort of taken a bit of a, a, a roundabout turn to my original vision for what I wanted to do there. Which I find really interesting. So your course was marketed as essentially a free add-on after you read the book, correct? It was, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. I had um, some free add-ons for people that bought my book through the launch of my book. Um, and then I wanted to sit it on my website for some perceived value of, I put it on there for say uh, $400. Um, so when people went to my website, they go, wow, and, and now Craig's given that for free to me. You know, I want to buy his book and I want to do the course type of thing. Um, and then, then I thought, look, this content is a great pillar for what I want to launch in terms of my becoming professionalized program. So I thought if you can provide that high quality content at the front end for free there and get more people into there and then drive them along a customer journey that way, that's sort of the direction I've I've been going ever since. Amazing. And how has that customer journey been going in terms of, is it now another revenue stream for you to add on to your your other revenue streams that you do already existingly have? Yeah, I think this, uh, the new pathway that I'm taking is helping people dominate their niche effectively, become an absolute professional in their niche. And, you know, then if they can get into the top, you know, 1% of their niche, more opportunities are going to come their way. And I've sort of got four uh, social experiences of myself along my journey. So I was South Australia's fitness professional of the year. So when you're number one in a state, you know, you've dominated your niche. More opportunities come my way. Then when I had five fitness clubs and set up 22 franchises, I was a multi-award winning business owner there. Then I went into the direct selling industry and was listed in the top 80 most influential people in that industry. And that's a $200 billion industry. And then in 2019, I was number one in sales for a company for Southeast Asia Pacific. So sort of like say, here's my social proof of being the top in a number of times along the journey. This is what I've done. 
this is how you can get involved. Why don't you start with my rapid freedom framework, which is an entry level course. Then we'll do an audit based model. Then we'll do an advisory based model. Then we'll build out your brand type of thing. And that's sort of the pathway we're going on at the moment. I find that really, really interesting. And you've definitely dominated a lot of niches and a lot of industries by the sound of it, which is amazing. What would be the one, I guess, key bit of advice that you'd give to someone that might be looking at starting their own online course? Uh, so starting your own online course, understand why you're doing it and how it fits in with your vision and your model. You know, like for me, I was, you know, my one-shot movement, just for a little backstory on that, uh, the book was inspired by my wife and I going through personal challenge. We lost our first son who was stillborn. And um, I wanted to take the message to the world of you've got one shot at life, go and give it your best shot, whatever it is for you. And then I wrote a book about that and then it was sort of, I'm doing a podcast. I'm interviewing all the best entrepreneurs in the world to educate and inspire people to make the most of their one shot at life. And then it's like, how else do I add products and services? So it sort of all fits together in an ecosystem. So I would say to people, if you're going to go out there and start creating courses and so on, see how it actually fits into your offering your service don't just do it for the sake of it you know make sure that there is demand for there but make sure that you know it fits in in the right your in your vision as well don't go and create a course for the sake of creating a course i think that's really great advice and such an inspiring story and i'm sure a lot of people listening will agree that you know you have to have passion towards something like you clearly have had and you will reach success which is amazing We will circle back quickly now just to um, Instagram and your different types of content that you've been posting because you've mentioned it briefly how you post uh, quotes, you post, um, you know, your IG from your interviews and you also post your podcast. What other avenues are you really trying to explore this year with Instagram? Um, Well, I've sort of outsourced all that at the moment and I'm just trusting the team to be that. And my personal um, involvement on my Instagram is really around stories and doing some lives and so on off off the story side of it. So that's sort of how I'm personally contributing. I'm going to play around with the bio a little bit more to have not just one offer there, but just keep rotating every month. Uh, change my bio a little bit, get drive people to my website. I feel my website, just my name, craigschultz.com, is sort of like the hub, the place that, you know, all roads lead to Rome type of thing. Um, and then put my course on one month. And then I've got another really good lead magnet there, which is called the Freedom Scorecard, where people can go and fill in a scorecard to see how close they are to freedom. So trying to like use the bio link a little bit more, but I want the team to really take control of, I guess, the grid the IGTV placement and so on. And I'll just contribute with lives and stories and that sort of ad hoc stuff that can go up and go down on a regular basis. Um, I put uh, some other pieces of content on there too, like testimonials from my book too. So, um, you know, not just quotes and little one-minute snippets, but testimonials from my book I think is really powerful as well. Really interesting. I would love to hear more about your tactics when it comes to lives. Do you position them when you're doing lives on Instagram as a topic or are they open Q&As? Talk to me a bit more about that. Um, I think for me at the moment, all my ad hoc live type of stuff, I'm trying to multi-purpose my lives. So I actually do a live from um, StreamYard to multiple 
channels, but then I have um, IGTV on a stand. So I'm sort of like doing them uh, everywhere at once. Um, but it's really education pieces for me, more so in that space. Uh, with my podcast and that, I sort of get them all professionally created and make them look a little bit better. So I don't do too many interviews live but I provide a lot more insight on a live basis. I don't do too much Q&A. Occasionally, my Q&A will be, I'll ask my uh, group, my Facebook group audience or someone to ask, you know, what would you like me to talk about? And then I'll go and provide value around that. So that's typically what I'm doing on a live perspective. I think that's great. And I think it's really interesting that you have different avenues that you kind of want to tick off and you're not so stuck in your ways that this is how you do a live. This is what you want to achieve. You're really open to interpretation from, um, I guess, your experiences. Uh, what would you say is the biggest mix- misconception when it comes to trying to create a social presence on Instagram? Have you ever run into anything that you're like, wow, this was totally not true. Now that I've started and now that I'm into actually using new media, it's it's really helped X my business. For me, I'm absolutely anti-vanity matrix, uh, metrics, what I would say, vanity metrics, if you want to uh, and that is Instagram can be a false economy of reality um, and social media in gen- general. You can, you can make yourself anyone that you want to be on Instagram and you could literally be the brokest, poorest person in the world, lack substance, whatever, but what you can put out there is absolutely whatever you want to do. So one thing that I don't like is when, you know, the whole fake uh, vanity metrics of social media where people are buying likes and going into groups and, you know, it's not real. It's not authentic. It's not real true value. It's just there for the, you know, just to put yourself up onto a pedestal. So for me, I just want to be true and authentic and give value and, it's coming from my heart and from my lessons rather than say, hey, I had 500 likes on that because I used to, when I first started Instagram and doing Instagram domination, a couple of my accounts, I did want to build fast and I did want to have teams working on their, on engagement and going and doing all that sort of stuff. Whereas now I'm like, hey, I'm building a personal brand and I, you know, I'd rather have 10 comments and 100 likes that are actual real than, you know, 10,000 likes and 5,000 comments that are just fake. So that's what I'm anti in social media. I definitely can agree with you. There can be that misconception when it comes to reality on Instagram. And I think it's great that you're really trying to grow organically and authentically and staying true to who you are because you've done so much, as we've heard through this podcast, that you could just blast out on social media. But I think one of the key things that I'm taking away from this interview is you're very humble. (laughs) So I think it's great to see that also on your Instagram. But when it comes to, you mentioned um, your social proof and everything like that, how do you position that in a way that doesn't come off vain if that's something that's really sticking true to you? Um, look, I think for me, everything I want to do is to look as professional, to represent myself as best I possibly can. And, you know, whatever I put out onto the internet is real. It's me. It's come from my mouth or, you know, it's um, colours that represent me, everything that sort of like sinks in line, etc. 
you know, there's a lot of people that send me messages every day. Craig, we could get you to 10,000 followers by the end of the month. We could do this. And I just like delete the person. Like I think it's just shame, not shameful is not the right word, but people are making businesses out of that really. And, um, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not one that's engaged in that. You did have one of your Instagram accounts go from zero to 40K, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That was um, for one of the businesses that I did. So I created a brand about four years ago and I created three product brands for individual products for that. And I had a team just working on it all day, every day, just trying to get the numbers up there. And it was a social proof thing. And I wanted to say, hey, because I I created a YouTube TV show as well. So I said, this is represent, it wasn't a Craig Schultz thing. It was this identity is the best educator in this niche and the whole thing sort of fit well together so the website worked well the um the social proof was there the engagement was there but it was not me doing that that was um i had my whole team just working on that full time and and that they got the numbers up there but i would say that that was you know vanity metrics which i think is crazy to think that you've taken quite the turn away from that but you had so much success which is more commandments too because you know a lot of people do say it's all about numbers on a screen but if you're having those authentic five thousand followers after rebranding in a year that was very hard for some people i think is really great did you find that covid really helped your business in terms of scaling because a lot of people wanted to start their own businesses and find out how they could dominate their niche Scaling, yes and no. Yeah, what I would say, COVID helped me. So I was traveling 20 weeks a year and, um, you know, I my, my vision at, at the start of 2020 was to create a podcast on the back end of my book, have one episode a week to be able to provide that consistent quality content. And then all of a sudden I couldn't travel and I was like, wow, um, what do I do now? Um, so I ended up interviewing five people a week and I've got, you know, a hundred interviews out in 12 months. And then it's like, I've got more time here. What else can I do? And I started really providing high quality blog content, which was article form. It was, you know, really well written. And um, then I started creating courses and more content and building more of a value engine. So I can move into 2021, what I'm doing now is leveraging all the assets that I've developed in 2020. And that wasn't the plan. So scale is probably not the right word, but building, you know, an asset class that I never had a thought that was going to happen in 2020. It wasn't in my plan, but it happened. And now I can scale faster and add more value. And my relationships with higher quality people that are getting on my podcast, they're just, you know, really high level entrepreneurs. And um, that all happened because I invested a lot more time into connecting with those type of people. And once you've got a hundred great entrepreneurs, you've got, you know, 50 more great ones wanting to get on your show. So that's sort of what happened from 2020. Um, But I think moving forward, now I have all the assets, I can just start uh, redeploying those a little bit more and I can scale a lot faster that way now. It takes time to do that. It takes time to do that. But to create a course, take, you know, took a month, you know, to do that, write a book takes time. To create a podcast and a podcast series takes time. To create an online show takes time. To build a content engine takes time. Now I have all that in place. 
which I think is it's great because like you mentioned, it's just going to help you scale now that you've got those systems in place. And yes, it definitely takes time to anyone listening. That's something that should be a key takeaway. It doesn't happen overnight, but if you put in the hard work like yourself, you can definitely get there. And from those podcasts that you mentioned before, you've managed to make great networks, great connections with those people. Is that what you're also leveraging on your Instagram as well? Those uh, thumbnails from your podcast, little snippets or tidbits from those interviews? Yeah. I, my, one of my team, they work on my, uh, my podcast and video creation. So they'll get my video, then they'll create the IGTVs predominantly um, because they're often, say, two to five minutes sort of micro content video, high quality uh, insight takeaway. So lots of value there. Um, but then I'll take a screenshot of the, the IGTV and I'll put it up on my stories and then try and get a bit more exposure that way as well. So it is all around leveraging your content. Um, so not just create something and then that's it. Um, I then uh, all my interviews with really high profile people, I turn into really good high quality blogs and my team will sit there and they'll write the blog, which is not just a transcription. It's actually written. Like I could probably use that as a chapter in a book. Um, so, which is what we're thinking of doing down the track. Sounds like you're really mastering all these different angles, which is very exciting to think that it's all stemmed from the same basis and they're all interconnecting, which is great. And working towards wrapping up now, how would you say Instagram has helped leverage your business? Is there a revenue? Is there more email signups? Walk me through some tangible wins you've had. I think really for me, I would say representing my personal brand uh, massively, getting my podcast out there considerably more, um, getting people just to subscribe into the front end or the top of the funnel into my rapid freedom framework um, has been a really great way to sort of take people on that journey that way. And that's sort of only been a, a new initiative uh, 2021. So it's, um, you know, I'm only in the early stages of that, but that's, you know, I think last month I had maybe, uh, since I put it up there, like, you know, maybe 30, 40 people just subscribed to do that course um, off, off that Instagram and getting it out there in the network. So once I start building that, people on there, I'll then be able to take them down the, the funnel into more paid offers as well. Um, and, yeah, that's sort of really how I'm using Instagram, not selling a product off there. Um, I do book testimonials, so I do get a few book sales here and there um, off Instagram, but uh, it's really about more exposure, representing myself. I actually would say more than ever now since I've been working on my personal brand, my DMs, my conversations in my DMs have been really, really high quality and authentic. Um, whereas when I built that 50,000 site, the DMs I, I used to get there were just a whole heap of time wasters and just people trying to sell something to me all the time. So by really being authentic and providing a lot of quality and value, my actual DMs on my personal brand are a little bit more about, hey, Craig, I've been watching what you're doing. I love your Insta let's connect. And, and that's probably, you know, you can't put a price on that. You definitely can't. And I think that's a great takeaway to have. You've been on both sides of the spectrum, having a larger following and now having more of that organic and really authentic following, which is really great. And a lot of people listening might even weigh up the different options now as well, whether they're considering to go after numbers or go after that authentic engagement, like you've mentioned. 
And lastly, before we wrap up, what would you say would be the biggest key takeaway or or advice that you would like to share to anyone that could be listening that's maybe in a position where they want to use Instagram to help scale their business or personal brand? My my number one advice, like in life, in business. So someone always asks me this question. Um, I always say if you can leverage time, money and relationships, build authentic relationships, you know, any, you know, you can become unstoppable. I have that as a big thing across my post. Now, I always take the idea of if I want to do something and do something well, I engage somebody or something, whether it's a mastermind or an entrepreneur, um, and I'll say, hey, you, you're where I want to be, so teach me what you know. So I'm doing that now as a part of my course, but I would say the reason I engage with Founder, with Nathan uh, to do that, some of those courses was these guys look like they're doing it the best. So I want to learn off the best how to do it. So my best advice to everyone, working it out for yourself will cost you money. Um, if you think you know everything, you're, you're leaving money on the table. So engage good coaches, good mentorship, good advisory, good courses, good masterminds, good everything and uh, fast track your success. I think that's some great take, great takeaways and that everyone will listening will love it because it is all about, I guess, feeding the mind and going outside of what you're comfortable. And you are a prime example of that. And I want to thank you again, Craig, for sitting down and speaking to me today about your whole array of business adventures and insights. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, look forward to connecting in the Facebook groups. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want access to the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com slash Instagram training or follow the link in the show notes.